Praise the Lord. Welcome to Word of Victory. We're so glad to have you with us today. As you notice, you're here, but Pastor Jerry and I are not here. We're off getting built up and replenished in the spirit so we can even be better pastors for you. So we're just grateful you decided to join us today. And we're believing that the word we have today will impact you, change your life, and bring to pass all the things that you desire to be in God. So let's pray and open the word together. Father, we are grateful and thankful for you. I thank you, Father, that you are a very present help, that you are with us today, that you are empowering us and helping us to receive all that you have for us today. I thank you and praise you that every force of the enemy is bound, that darkness cannot and will not prevail over the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. But in this house today, we are receptive and receiving all that you have. So give us ears to hear and give me a mouth to speak that the anointing of God will impact our life for you. And we thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you would, open your Bibles with me today to Hebrews chapter 13. And we've been talking for the last several months, or several weeks, I guess it's been about a month, about God as our Father and how God has our best interest in mind. That as our Father, He is a protector and upholder. He is one that imparts life and brings into being the potential for likeness to him. And this likeness is transferred to us through intimate connection and relationship. So we talk, we've talked about how God is our father. We've talked about he wants his will done in every area of our life. Remember the wheel with the spokes and that he is the core that as we're in him, then he has opportunity to move in our life. We've talked about how he is love and that it's an unconditional, guaranteed, committed type of love to give us his highest and his best for our life. And how he pours out on us lavishly without finding fault with us, without withholding or without holding back. The bottom of this whole thing is this. The Father of heaven, the Father God, wants to be involved in every area of our life and his involvement will cause our success. So with that being said, let's turn over to Hebrews chapter 13. We're going to read just a couple verses here. It says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such thing as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? He says, let your conduct, that word conduct is our way of life. The way we live, the way we live should be without covetousness. And covetousness is a wanting or it's a pursuit of things in this natural life. And he said, let your life be without this unsatisfied pursuit of things in this life. And the reason is because he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. So it shows us through this passage that if we've got God with us, that's what we really are quest in quest for. If we've got God with us, 
That's what our heart is desiring and longing for. So we can live without covetousness because God is with us. He says he never leaves us or forsakes us. Another passage, of uh, another translation, I believe it's the New Living says, he'll never leave us or abandon us. God will never abandon us. Um, another um, translation said, he will never desert us. He will never leave us alone. So we have to understand that through this, God is always with us. His presence is always with us. There is nothing in this life that can separate us from the presence of God. And what we have to do is practice his presence. We have to commune with him as if he's there. We have to talk with him as he's there. We have to keep it on our thoughts. God is always there. God is always with us. God is always with us. Even when the pastors aren't necessarily with us, God is with us. He never, ever will leave us alone. And our desires for everything we could want in this life are satisfied with the thought that God is with us constantly. His presence is constant. Hallelujah. You know, it's not hard for us really to believe in unseen things. You know, sometimes we forget that God is with us. He's with us at the store. He's with us at home. He's with us at church. He's, he's with us in our car. He's with us where, on the work site. He's with us everywhere. And we tend to forget about God being with us because we don't visibly see him. It's our five physical senses that usually determine our surrounding. But God is with us in the unseen. Now, as technology has increased, it should become easier for us to understand how God is with us. Most of us have a cell phone. And our phone call or our message is being transferred through an unseen realm. We don't take a message and throw it in the air. It's being transferred in the unseen realm. So there's something that we can't see that's got activity in it. So it should become easier and easier for us to understand and know that in this realm that I cannot see, God is there. The word of God is very clear of one of the attributes of our father is the fact that he is omnipresent, meaning he is present everywhere. And we must understand that just because I can't feel him, because I can't, I can't see him, I can't hear him, I can't smell him, and I, 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 I can't lay my eyes on him, that that is not a deter those are not determining factors whether or not God is present. God is present even though he's in a realm that we don't see with these natural eyes. But as we entertain it with the eyes of our spirit, we become more and more aware of his presence that is with us. And we need to clarify something maybe here. There is a difference between the omnipresence of God, meaning he is everywhere at all times, and the manifest presence of God. When we talk about his omnipresence, we know he's everywhere. He's in this room. He's with me where I'm at. He's with you where you're at. He's everywhere. 
God fills every place in space. Okay? He, he's in the honky-tonks. He's in dark places. He's, he's there. But yet, there is not necessarily manifest presence of God. For instance, I can take this box, okay, and carry this box everywhere. And this box is always with me. But what is in this box is not revealed till I open it up and cause someone else to see. It's with me. He's with you because you have this born again spirit. He's in, the, he's in this realm. He's always with me. You carry the box everywhere. But from time to time, there is a revealing of the presence of God that's manifest. And when the presence of God becomes manifest, then we can, we, we have a sense of feeling of it. We can touch it. We can, sometimes we can even smell it. We can see it. We can hear that he's here. All of these things um, become aware and our five physical senses then pick up on manifest presence. But even if our five physical senses aren't aware of manifest presence, we need to know and understand that he is omnipresent. And the more times that we spend, more we spend time in the word, we're going to hear his voice to remind us of his presence. For instance, some of you in this room, I've heard you say that I was going along and I heard your voice, Pastor Trudy, say this. Well, I wasn't in the car with you when you heard that voice, but because you're familiar with my voice, then there's a reminder of my voice and it makes you almost think I'm in that car with you, even though I'm not. But with God, the more time we spend in his word, the more we hear his voice and it draws us to the attention of God is here. He's with us. He's with me at this point. So even though there's a difference between omnipresence and manifest presence, we have to understand that we do not need manifest presence to recognize that God is with us because God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never abandon you. Wherever you go, whatever you encounter, always remember I am there. So quench everything that puts longing and desperation and earnestness of being destitute. Put all of that aside because God is never going to leave you or forsake you. We have to understand that in this realm that we do not see, God is very much solid in that realm. And let me explain it this way. In this natural realm, we have something of temporal value and something of temporal value. And the two are firm against each other. Well, in the realm of the spirit where God abides, it's the same way in the spirit that spirit to spirit is also firm. When you get to heaven, you're not going to pass through another person's body. You're not going to pass through the angelic host. They're spirit beings and they're firm when spirit hits against spirit, just as temporal is firm against temporal. But if I took something of spirit, 
and something of temporal, that temporal thing could pass through spirit. That's why Jesus in a glorified body could pass through a doorway because temporal against spiritual allows passage through. So from time to time, we experience the manifest presence of God when it becomes firm or felt in this natural realm because it's manifesting to us. So let's go and look in Genesis chapter 3. just want to go to Genesis chapter 3 for a moment and look about something about the presence of the Lord. And in Genesis 3, we have right now, in the, in the time frame of this, this is recorded after Adam and Eve have sinned. And so in verse 8, they hear the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Now, they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. We must understand this in this passage of scripture. God already knew what they had done because he was omnipresent. When we make a mistake, do wrong things, live in corruption, whatever we're doing, whatever we're saying, whatever we're, we're about doing in our actions, God is fully aware of it because he is omnipresent. But yet in this passage of scripture, they thought they could hide from the presence of the Lord. And what they were trying to hide from was the manifest presence of God. They weren't trying to hide from his omnipresence because it's not possible, just as it's not possible for you and I to hide from the omnipresence of the Lord. They were trying to hide from the manifest presence of the Lord. And for many, the reason for hiding from the manifest presence of the Lord hasn't changed since Adam and Eve. The reason for trying to hide from the manifest presence of the Lord is because of sin or because of shame. We all know God is everywhere all the time. But when his manifest presence comes on the scene, we become very aware of our position and our condition. So just like Adam and Eve, sometimes we want to avoid the manifest presence of God. But understand this, manifest presence of God is a blessing for us, but not necessary for him. He doesn't have to manifest in order to know our dilemma. He doesn't have to manifest to know our condition. He's omnipresent. He's fully aware of our condition. He's fully aware of our yesterdays. He's fully aware of our tomorrows. He's fully aware of everything about us. Manifest presence is for our benefit, not his. But what we need to do is begin to entertain the fact that he is omnipresent. He is always present. He is always wherever we're at. He is always there. And the more that we entertain and commune with God in his omnipresence, the more manifest presence we will have in our life. And that manifest presence is a blessing for us. That manifest present is an encouragement to us. It's a transforming power of God manifest. And we earnestly want that manifest presence 
when we're walking in the omnipresence. So as we commune with God that is everywhere, God will manifest himself more to us. All right? Hallelujah. His presence is not held by buildings or anything like that. And remember when I said his omnipresence is in the honky-tonks and the bad places, the dark places? David even said, if, I make, if my soul goes to hell, there you're there. So omnipresence is everywhere, but from time to time, and I've heard testimonies of this, someone will be sitting in a dark place, a bad place, and all of a sudden the manifest presence of God comes on them, transforms them, changes them, because the omnipresence then was always there, but the manifest presence came to transform them, probably be due to some intercessions or something like that, someone praying and believing God for. So we have to understand that we entertain his omnipresence and we have more of his manifest presence. Let's go over back over. I want to go back over to Hebrews 13 and I want to read verse five and six, but I want to read it this time in the Amplified. It says, let your character or moral disposition be free from love of money, including greed, lust, cravings, and be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. For he, God himself has said, listen to this, I will not in any way fail you nor give you up nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not. He repeats it three times. In any degree, leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax on my hold on you, assuredly not. Let me read that last part again. For he, God himself has said, I will not in any one way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down, relax my hold on you, assuredly not. So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? He said he will not let us let go of us. So we are to take comfort and be encouraged because God is our helper and we cannot be seized with alarm because what can man do to me? Our living contact with his omnipresence causes us to float through trouble, causes us to understand that whatever the enemy has planned, I am in God and God is here and nothing that the enemy has planned, nothing that any person has planned against me is going to be a threat to me because I am living and dwelling in the presence of Almighty God. I have a father that is refused to let me go. I have a father that is committed to be with me everywhere I am. I have a heavenly father that will never leave me, never forsake me. 
So there is no threat of darkness and evil that can take me down as long as I stay aware and entertain his presence. Because the enemy comes against us in our mind and he tries to convince us that God has forsaken us. God has left us. God has abandoned us. God has forgotten about us. But yet the very nature of love is the fact that he always sees us. He is always present with us. He is always tending to us. He is always caring about us. He will never ever abandon us or desert us. And as we entertain that omnipresence of God, we become bold and confident in the face of conflict, in the face of persecution, in the face of disruption, in the face of chaos. We can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. What can man do to me? That we are very, very aware of his presence. We become more and more aware of his doings and ability. So we need to understand that as we become connected to his presence, we are connected to his ability to keep anything that's trying to put a wedge between us and him will be brought to naught because we're aware of his presence. Jerry, you want to come up here? Finish this off. I just want to remind you, Psalms 46.1 says, he is a very present help in trouble. He is present. Joshua 1.9 says, the Lord our God is with you wherever you go. See, and it's the devil's lie to make us think that God has forgotten us and forsaken us. He is always present. Pastor Jerry and I may not be present with you at this very moment, but I can promise you God is present and he is there to make sure everything turns out all right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good word. Amen. Hallelujah. He is always with us. Praise the Lord. Amen. One of the things that I want to address before I let you go here today is that the fact that he's always present, amen, regardless of what you're going through, amen, or regardless of how you feel about yourself, or regardless of how others may feel about you, or regardless of how the enemy maybe taunts you or uh, attacks you. You need to understand, amen, that you've been set up, amen, in God, amen, that no matter what's going on, no matter the attacks, the pressure, you have a God that's always with you, amen. That he's, his love, amen, you'll never be separated from that love or you'll never be separated from that presence, amen, because you have a God who's always with you, praise God. So what I want to do with just the remainder of this little time we have here, I want to, I want to talk out of Romans 8. Of course, I've never, I've never ever taught much out of Romans 8, have I? Well, anyway, praise God. Have I ever told you how much I love Romans 8, praise God. So Romans 8. And what we're going to do here, um, I want to kind of address this and then kind of, again, uh, uh, just kind of uh, wrap this thing up as far as the fact that, that you'll never be separated from the love of God or from the presence of God. Amen. So let's look at something. Verse 30, I'm just going to kind of jump in here because uh, I want to read verse 30 first because sometimes the reason we struggle uh, with, you know, uh, his presence or, uh, you know, his understanding whether we've been, you know, God's love is, uh, you know, has been, are being extended toward us, amen, at this moment, amen. Understand this. The word says this, verse 30, whomever or, or more, 
Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, and whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. Amen. Now, God has set some things up for you and me, amen, uh, to understand that he is with you all the time. All right, look at this. He's predestined. Let's just real quick look at this. He's pre, or we've been predestined, all right, which means with destiny or preordained. It literally talks about sonship. All right, talking about, amen, that you've been given great value and great potential, which is some of these things we've been talking about in recent messages here. Uh, whom he predestined, these he also called, okay, which means a bid or an invite or an appointment. It literally even means an assignment. So in other words, you've not only been given great value, you've also been given a purpose, okay? Now it says that, and whom he's called, these he's also justified, okay? Now this word justified means rendered right. Uh, regard as uh, as innocent or free. In other words, nothing in your past it can hold you back. All right. Now I'm just bringing all this out because you need to understand that you you've got everything you need to know that God's always with you. So not only are you predestined, not only are you called, not only are you justified or made right, Amen. But you're also been glorified. Okay, and that word there means full of glory or given glory to do or to be empowered to do something. Praise God. Literally means to be empowered to push forward. Amen. So his presence, everything about it is there with you. Praise God. But you got to be aware of it. You got to be aware of the fact that he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Why? Because you're predestined. You're called. You're justified. You're glorified. Praise God. And then it gets you right to a verse we all know. Verse 31. What then shall we say of these things? In other words, man, is this, this, is, this is almost too good to be true. Could this really be could this really, uh, you know, is this really uh, alive in me? Can this really work in me? Is, is God really already made me uh, predestined and called and justified and glorified? Amen. Yes, he has. Well, then what can you say about these things? He's asking the question. He says this, if God is for us, who could be against us, right? Could we ask that? If God is for us, who could be against us? Amen. And I believe with all my heart, that's exactly what we could say, that God is for us. He's not, even, not only for you, he's with you, praise God. Amen. Why? Because everything has been made right. Amen. You've been predestined. Amen. You've been called. Amen. You've been justified. Amen. You have been glorified. Amen. Everything you need, amen, to succeed in this life. Amen. Everything you need to be made right before God. Hello. Everything you need, praise God, to be able to say, I have a God who is with me and a God who is for me, praise God. Verse 32 goes on to say this, that he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Praise God. I just kind of grabbed a different translation on this verse. The Passion Translation says, for God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. Amen. And since God freely offered him up as the sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else that he has to give. And that's what the key about this thing is this, all right? Because of the price paid for you and me, because of all that he's done for you and me, we can be assured of the fact that he will never leave us nor forsake us. All that Jesus has done for you and me, praise God, is a sure sign that he's not done, amen, with you. 
He ain't turning his back on you. He's not giving up on you. Amen. Everything you need to succeed is available. His presence, his power, his goodness, his glory, his forgiveness. Praise God. His mercy. Praise God. And that empowering grace. Amen. There to move you forward. Praise God. So you've been predestined. Amen. You've been called. You have been justified. Praise God. And you have been glorified. Amen. So we don't have to uh, worry about whether God's with us. We don't have to worry about whether God is going to do this for us. Praise God. You move forward in God. Don't give up. Don't quit just because the pressure's on. Don't turn around and back up because the enemy's uh, tormenting you a little bit. You just step right up in, up to the plate, so to speak. Praise God in who you are in Christ and know that you have a God that's always with you. Praise God. Never leaving you nor forsaking you. Never turning his back on you. In fact, the next verse here in verse 33 says, Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? That's you. You're the elect. Who shall bring a charge? In other words, who's going to bring opposition, opposition against you to tear you down? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Amen. It's God who, who paid the price for you. You don't have to buy into the, all the trash talk of the enemy. You don't have to yield uh, to the lies and the uh, deceptions of the, of the evil one. Praise God. You don't have to buy in. If somebody says they don't uh, agree with you, praise God. All you got to do is just say, praise God. I press into God. I'm leaning on God. I'm going to move forward in God because my God loves me. Praise God. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. Praise God. You just keep moving forward in God. Amen. Who, uh, verse 34, who is he who condemns? It literally means to bring a charge against. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Boy, I'm just telling you, verse by verse here just keeps letting us know that he's never leaving you. He's never forsaking you. That no matter how you feel at the moment, no matter who's in agreement, with you, no matter well, how you feel about yourself, no matter what the enemy's saying, praise God. Understand that he's always present with you. He's always there with you, praise God. Amen. Verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, that just means pressure from trouble, or distress, which means, means pressure from, uh, you know, mental pressure, all right, or persecution. It just brings out, that's just pressure from other people. Uh, famine, which just means without sustenance, okay? You might be without a little bit for a moment or two here or there, but that doesn't mean God's turned on from you. That doesn't mean God has left you. It, it says here nakedness, which just means without, um, without provision. Is that what it means? Yeah. Without provision, praise God. And peril just means your life might be in danger or you feel like your life's in danger once in a while. Uh, come on. The sword means under judicial punishment. Now, the reason I read that is because there's all kinds of ways pressure tries to come. And there's all kinds of ways that the enemy uses to try to get you to feel like God's not with you or to feel like uh, that, that God has forsaken you in some way or, or shape or whatever. You have to understand that no matter what kind of pressure you're going through, nothing has separated you from his love. Nothing has separated you from his presence. Nothing has separated you from his power. Nothing has separated you from all his goodness that's for you. All you got to do is just keep moving forward. Now, I want to toss this in the mix, and I think it's worthy of saying that the only thing really that's going to mess that whole process up is what you do with it. If you decide you're going to reject that, or you decide, I'm, you know, I just think uh, I'm going to go more by how I feel instead of more by how, uh, what the Word has to say. I mean, we're the only ones that can really mess this thing up, all right? 
So you keep moving forward. Don't quit. Don't give up. Keep pressing forward, praise God. It says here, even as it's written, okay, so it pulls a verse here out of the Old Covenant. It says, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. That don't sound like a fun verse, but what he's talking about, even if everything uh, is stacked against you, you might feel like everything's stacked against you. But verse 37 says, yet... In all these things, no matter what this pressure is, no matter what's going on, no matter how you're feeling about yourself, no matter what somebody else may have said, no matter what the enemy's trying to say, bring an accusation and, and trash talking, you're trying to get you to back up and quit, no matter what is being done or how you feel at the moment, praise God, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, praise God. Now, the purpose of this text is because I want you to know that you, you can't go based on how, it, how you feel at the moment. You can't go based on how it looks at the moment. You can't go based on what somebody has said or, or some accusation of the enemy at the moment. You have to purpose in the fact that I have already been predestined. I'm already called. I'm already justified, praise God, and I've been empowered. I'm glorified in God, and I can say, praise God, that I have a God who's with me, a God who's on my side, amen, who will never leave me nor forsake me, praise God. No matter how I feel at the moment, praise God. I have a God who's with me. Amen. I have a God, hallelujah, that's looking out for me, praise God. It says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded. I love how Paul says this. I am persuaded. I mean, I'm settled in this, praise God, that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, that's a, that's a mouthful right there. Years ago, I took the time, went through all each one of these words and kind of dissected it and kind of, you know, defined it and kind of got maybe a little bit of a different kind of a, uh, uh, put it together and maybe my own little translation kind of thing here. So you kind of, uh, I got here a little Jerry Roberts translation right here for these couple verses, praise God. And here's what, here's what the Spirit of God, or how the Spirit of God gave it to me, all right? And here it is, verse, 30, uh, verse 38 and 39. For I am persuaded, now hang on to this, I am persuaded that whether things die or live, because sometimes, you know, you're going in life, and it's like things didn't happen like you want, or maybe, uh, you know, whatever. So whether things die or live, whether things are good or bad or unexplained happen, all right? Whether things are instantaneous or been delayed, whether things have been exposed or remain hidden, even if things have been fabricated against us, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now that's how I put, you know, how I put this definition together. But let's, let me go through it again, all right? I am persuaded, okay, that whether things die or live, whether things are good or bad or unexplained happening. Now, you think about everything that's going on even in today. Uh, you know, everything's happening uh, in our world right now, all this craziness going on. And if you don't watch it pretty soon, you start thinking maybe God's turned his back on us or something, and that is not true. You just got a lot of stuff happening. Okay, whether things are good or bad or unexplained happen, whether things are instantaneous or delayed or have been delayed. And you think about that. Just because you've prayed something and you've taken a stand concerning something and maybe it hasn't manifested yet, but if you remain in faith, you stay leaning on him and trust the fact that you have a God that is not going to forsake you. 
He is not going to turn his back on you. I'm telling you right now, you just stay uh, in, the, in a place of faith and keep moving forward. So whether things happen instantaneous or whether they've been delayed, praise God. No, amen, nothing is separating you from his presence, from his love, from his goodness, from his power. Just keep moving forward. So whether things are instantaneous or been delayed, whether things have been exposed or remain hidden. I mean, Matt, think about things going on right now. A lot of stuff being exposed. A lot of stuff that was hidden that is being exposed. All kinds of craziness going on. But the point is this. Whether it's this or that doesn't matter. In God, amen, you move forward. In God, you can move forward. In God, praise God, know that he's with you as you move forward, praise God. Even if things have been fabricated against us is one of those definitions. Even if things have been fabricated against us. In other words, people are lying, manipulating, saying things, putting out an evil report, whatever it may be. Understand this, that in God, amen, you're accepted in God. Praise God, you've been predestined, called, justified, and glorified. Praise God. Even if things have been fabricated against us, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Nothing is going to separate, no matter the pressure no matter what the enemy says, no matter what others, other people may say, no matter what the circumstance is trying to say, no matter what the pressure at the moment in whatever situation you're dealing with has to say, whatever part of life that you're, you're you know, got some kind of pressure going on, hallelujah, like Trudy brought up, praise God, remember that wagon wheel had all the different uh, things about life, you know, things that make up, uh, uh, you know, our life as it rolls down the hill, so to speak. Praise God. All these areas, it doesn't matter what area we're talking about. Understand you have a God who's with you, amen, and a God who's ready uh, to show himself strong on your behalf. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're just so glad, amen, that you're there to have an ear to hear. Amen. Praise God. So let's go ahead and close in a word of prayer. Father, I give you the praise and the glory for this people today. Thank you that they truly did have an ear to hear and a heart to receive. Thank you, Lord, for opening the eyes of our understanding, making some of this a little more clear to us, praise God, that you've already made a way, praise God, for us, hallelujah, that we don't have to be concerned about uh, the loss or the losing of your presence or of your goodness or your glory or your love, praise God, that we know that you are always with us, praise God. You have paid a price since your only begotten son, praise God, hallelujah, that we could walk without, uh, you know, fear, walk without any kind of worry, walk without stress or anxiety, but we can walk in your goodness, your peace, your love. And Father, we give you the praise and the glory for that. Praise God. And Father, I thank you. Amen. That no matter where they're at right now, they're looking up, they're, they're trusting in you, they're leaning on you. Praise God. And Lord, I thank you for showing yourself strong on behalf of this people. For that, I give you praise in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, I call you blessed, all right? Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WOVictory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.